This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 118, Cultivating Clarity. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome. Welcome to the jungle. You're welcome. (laughs) We just thought of two totally different songs at the same time. I could think of many more. (laughs) I love it. You wouldn't know, if you knew me, you wouldn't think that I would think of Welcome to the Jungle. pretty proud of you, actually. But I mean, I did grow up in the 80s and 90s, so it's fine. That song is from that age, (laughs) from that time, right? Yes. Welcome to the jungle. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Give you 20 bucks if you can name the group who sang that. I have no idea. Guns N' Roses? Is that literally the only rock band you know? <laughs> ACDC? <laughs> Any others? That's it? Maybe this is I don't know. One. My husband would know. Oh, David, David's going to die that I don't even know this trivia. You guys, I don't know it either. For it's those okay. of you who are listening and you can't even believe that we're having this conversation, just DM us with the name of the band and we'll give you a virtual hug. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be great. You guys, we're really honored to be with you week after week. I, I want to acknowledge that while we have so many loyal listeners who tune in week after week and you know who you are and we love you so, so much, we also have so many new listeners right now, so many people who are hearing about the podcast in one way or another, and we welcome you guys. We love you also. We're so grateful that you're giving us a chance and that you are trying this out, whether you're already a podcast listener or you're like, wait, what's this whole podcasting thing? We want to welcome you and invite you to stick around. In fact, if you had to tell our newest listeners what they can expect out of the show, even if they've only listened to the first, you know, ridiculous minute and a half that we've had so far. <laughs> welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome to this. No, but what can they expect out of Cultivate a Good Life? What is the whole point of this podcast? Well, I will say that I think our intro banter kind of is uh, indicative of what we do here on the podcast. And I love podcasts. I love all different kinds of podcasts. And there is a thousand and one formats that are so impactful and Mm -hmm. so true to the host. And for you and I, I feel like this podcast is really about connection. And you can see that in the conversational way that we kind of host the podcast. But it's not just about connecting to each other. And we hope when you listen, you feel like you're sitting down in a room with your dearest friends and you're going to laugh and cry and learn new things and share new things. And, and that is our hope. But, but more than that, we hope that by listening, you're able to spend some time with yourself and connect really with who you are mm-hmm. and what you want. And we hope that this is a space of relief, a yeah. space of learning and a space of growth. That's a really good way to summarize it. Well, thank you. That is our hope for you guys. And I'm excited for you because it's such a personal experience, even though we're saying lots of words and having all this great dialogue, you're going to feel the thing that's personal for you. That's just going to happen. So expect it and get excited about it because it's going to happen. Okay. Something that we like to do once in a while is share one of these beloved iTunes reviews that you guys are so kind to leave. So I'm going to read one that came from Witta 11. And she says, I just finished listening to episodes 115 and 116 about cultivating peace. Honestly, 
these are the first episodes of your podcast I've ever listened to. And all I can say is thank you. I've been dealing with some challenges in my own life over the last few months and your fresh perspective and insights caused a shift in my mindset and brought me to my knees. I feel a greater sense of purpose and peace after listening and also have a clearer vision on what I need to change in order to maintain and even increase that peace in my life. I'll be subscribing from here on out. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Aw, welcome. she brings up having a clearer vision for herself. And that's what has me so excited about this episode is that we're talking all about clarity. So it's going to be real good. I feel it. It's going to be real, real good. I always need more clarity. I think clarity is the most beautiful thing. It's empowering and we're excited about this topic with you. So thank you to Witta11. Hey, Witta11, if you're hearing this, will you just send me a DM? Will you send me a DM? I'm just going to send you some things. I'm going to send you some notebooks. and Send some, the Higgins yeah, a DM. Yeah, you just message oh, fun me. Fact. I'm serious. Fun fact. Yeah. Remember last episode or two episodes ago where I like dropped it like it's hot and I had I gave a course away to Tracy? Oh, yes, you sure did. You better believe she DM'd me and is oh, now on the course. Of course she is. I'm what, so excited. With the, a lot of new listeners, what's the course you're talking about? Our, our Live the Story You Want to Tell course. And my point with saying all this is, when you communicate with us, write reviews, give us DMs, all these things, we read them and you just never know. You just never know. We just might send you something or <laughs> well, sign you up for a course or take you to Hawaii. Who knows? <laughs> okay. So back, let's just maybe. Just saying. <laughs> Could happen. We we are very real people uh, and we love the real conversation and we do love to be generous. So yeah, it doesn't hurt to reach out to us. So Witta11, send me a DM, girl. I'm going to hook you up. And let's go ahead and get into the conversation. But first, let's hear a quick word from and about this week's sponsor. <laughs> Most of us are settling back into school routines. And if you're like us, you probably have spent many hours getting your kids all the supplies they need to have a great school year. We commend every mother for the marathon that is homeschooling, distance learning, and back-to-school prep. We think it's time to treat yourself to a little teacher appreciation gift. Just like we get our kids the best and most functional backpack, we think it's high time to get yourself what we call our favorite mama accessory, the Ryla Pack. You hear us talk about how much we love the minimal design, functionality, and impeccable quality of the Ryla Pack. And just like your kids, you can get a bag that will help set you up to crush it all year long. I love things that help me to be more organized because once we hit the ground running on any given day, I feel like I live out of whatever bag I'm carrying. And my Ryla Pack has been a permanent fixture on my body for a long time now. Me too, you guys. Head to rylapack.com and treat yourself to a brand new backpack and make sure that you use the code Becky15 to save yourself 15% off every time, all the time. I'm sorry. We we can't actually get into this conversation <clears throat> until I clarify that I did do a quick Google search and indeed welcome to the jungle with song, 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 <laughs> song by Guns N' Roses. And well, I know every one of you listening knows done. that. <laughs> I just apparently we did. I didn't know that. <laughs> I just know it sometimes comes up on my iTunes playlist. You guys, I promise we're socially relevant. I promise. We I do mean, know these things. But the fact that you pulled that answer out is... Well, I mean... Like, I think I need to rethink your social relevance. Thank you. Like, you might be more relevant than I actually believe. Thank you. You guys, it's true. I well know done. a thing or two. 
Okay, so here we are. We're going right in. Let's do this. Clarity. 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 What do we need to get clear about? What is clarity? Here's the thing. I, I mean, could just be me, but I am feeling like there are so many opinions. There are so many things coming at us at all times, so many different ways of thinking, so many comparisons. Just all, We have so much information that it is like drinking out of a fire hose. And we've talked about divisiveness. That information can be super divisive. But more than that, that much information can be really deeply confusing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it paints a picture of what an expectation is or what we perceive as an expectation for our lives or for who we should be or the right way to be a mom or the right way to be a woman or a feminist or a member of a church or whatever that means. So many like self-imposed expectations that we sometimes get in the weeds. And by sometimes, when you say sometimes, I think it I mean, feels like most live, of the time. I mean, we live in the jungle, okay? We live deeply in the weeds of the jungle. Welcome to the jungle, okay? <laughs> Apparently, that's the theme of our show today with clarity. I love it. It's kind of like, maybe it was meant to be. Maybe I can't wait to see how well you tie this theme throughout your message. <laughs> right? Okay, so I was actually talking to, I was at an event probably two years ago, and I was talking to my friend Rachel, who's a host of 3 and 30 podcast, and this was actually the first time I met Rachel. It was a few years ago, and we were talking, and I was kind of confessing to her like I am so overwhelmed like Mm -hmm. I am learning and I'm reading all the books and taking all the courses and learning all the things but I feel so overwhelmed and I don't know what to do with any of it and she said something to me that has totally stuck with me that I have to remind myself of again and again and again and she was quoting someone I don't know who she was quoting Rachel probably knows Um, but she said that I needed to stop collecting gurus And I was like, oh, that's funny because we put such a high premium on like learning and growth and progression and all of those things are wonderful, right? But really, we need to be building a firm foundation of clarity because here's what happens. Sometimes our foundation feels a little shaky, might be a little cracked, might be a little uneven. And sometimes we try to build all these things on top of it, information, infrastructures, all these things. But the problem was never like lack of knowledge. The problem was we didn't have an understanding of our foundation. Mm -hmm. And so clarity is um, that foundation. It avoids avoids us. And raise your hand if you can relate to like throwing money at a problem of feeling uneasy or unsettled or in your life where all of a sudden you are looking for a magic solution or a magic pill or a magic you know, therapy session, a quick, whatever Mm -hmm. it is where you're like, someone fix me, someone fix me. So then I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I think we can all relate at one time or another. Mm -hmm. Can I feel me that way? Can I say something about the, when you shared that conversation with me a while back that you Mm -hmm. had with Rachel, that's, that struck me as well to stop collecting gurus. But what, you know, a couple years later, the perspective I want to add to that is that gurus, because Beck, you're a guru, I'm a guru, like mm-hmm. that we're here to inspire each other, to teach each other, to learn from one, one another. And I think the point is, going along with what you're saying, is how significant that is, that once we have that foundation that is so solid and so much more clear than it ever was before, then the gurus will come and go and can have a really positive impact on us. I, but right? there's a difference in a guru enriching your life right? and a guru leading your life. Thank you for saying that. That's exactly what I'm feeling. Is, yes. Yes. Yeah. So stop collecting gurus, meaning stop looking for these quick solutions or for someone else to kind of direct your life when really 
you're going to get to the core of having more clarity in your life so that you can have positive influence by gurus that come and go. Well, and you know, Becky and I feel very deeply tied to Frozen 2. A little bit. Might be time to do a movie day and do I that. I know. I haven't seen that in a little oh. while. Let's and there's again. a song in it. And I kid you not, you guys, this mm. is the song that I like put in, put on in my car when I am feeling like garbage, when I am bottoming out, when I'm like, I know the uh, one. I literally sit in my car mm-hmm. and the song is Show Yourself. Who... See this? Welcome to the podcast, okay? We're going to tie it all Let, together. Let's go. Don't you worry. Because there's another song that I thought you were going to talk about. Oh, but no. Yes, but that one, yes, That's a go good there. One. But I show yourself. It. I sit yes. there in my car and I like, I don't cry because I really don't cry, but I like feel the feels like get misty eyed. And the one line in that song that strikes me every time, see, I'm even getting choked up thinking about it because this is like, this is my life mantra right now is you are the one that you've been waiting for all of your life. see goosebumps. Right? Oh my gosh. You. You think it's going to be someone else, a different version of yourself, but really you've been waiting for yourself to step up this whole time. And this is what we talk about in documentary when we talk about being the hero of your own story. Sometimes you need a guide or a guru to get you you touched in, touched in, to get you um, focused in on who you are as the hero of your own story. But that is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Getting clear, getting clarity, building that foundation makes you the hero of your own story. Who doesn't want to be a hero? I want to be a hero. Who the heck doesn't want to feel like a hero? I know. I know. I can't be a hero, <laughs> baby. We have so many songs. Sorry, guys. Just ready to come out. These songs are just coming. Okay, so there's this great, okay, there's this person on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm going to share her. I really have no idea of her qualifications. I okay. don't know who she is. Who is she? I don't know how I found her. I don't know where you're going I'm going to butcher her name. It's Heidi Pribe. Okay. Pribby. So okay. it's Heidi, and then her last name is P-R-I-E-B-E. So if anyone knows who she is or knows her, Tell her she rules. Okay. And she just writes some of the most profound, succinct, articulate thoughts. Okay. That just really get me thinking. Yeah, I see lots of words, like a lot of her oh, graphics. Oh, she's a wordsmith. Yeah. Which and you know me. We, I know. Whew. We love the words. Bring the, on words the words are the paintbrush <laughs> for me. And she posted this, um, hmm. this comment. Okay. And I wanted to read it. It says, you can only give to the extent that you know how to receive. You can only love as fiercely as you let yourself be loved. Hmm. You can only see to the extent that you are visible. And you can only walk with other people as far as you have walked alone. Mm. Is that not so beautiful? That literally our capacity for being able to connect with, reach, help, serve other people is dependent on our ability to do that for ourselves. Because let me tell you what happens if you don't have your sense of self. Sometimes service becomes a crutch. It becomes a buffering behavior. And you, there's this, there's this quote that goes around that says to lose yourself in service. And I think some people take that very literally where they feel so uneasy, you know, so uneasy with themselves that they throw themselves into service with other people. And while service is never a bad choice, it also is not a substitute for you doing the work to feel at home, to feel totally fortified and clear about who you are. What do you mean about the work? So I know what you oh, mean. Oh, there's so much great right? work. Is that, it, but 
if I just don't even know what you're talking about and I do have a desire to get more clear with myself and I don't want to hold on to those crutches, is that where you're going with this conversation? Are oh, you talking yeah. about the work? Okay. We're talking about right. the work. Because I, 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 I hear you, I feel you, and I want to get to the work. Mm-hmm. And what is that? Get to the work. Okay. okay. So let me give you just a little context here. So Ooh. here is my belief. Um, I've worked for a long time in, you know, working with people. I've done speaking for a long time. I have a lot of experience hearing a lot of people's stories And here is the common denominator that I have pulled out, okay? People oftentimes feel like there's something wrong. There's something off. Um, They might even say like, no, there's nothing wrong. I love my life. I love the people in my life. It's just, I just feel like there's something more. Or I just feel like I'm missing something. Or I just don't feel like totally settled, okay? This is the common denominator because to be quite honest, When you have trauma or something obviously wrong, it's almost easier to fix that because there's like a very prescribed set of ways to like Mm, deal with trauma, Mm -hmm. right? But when you can't even pinpoint what is wrong, you're like, is there anything wrong with me? Am I defective? Is something happening? Am I not in the right place? Am I not doing enough? Am I doing too much? And you just cannot get out of this hamster wheel, okay? Mm -hmm. So I believe that we come to this earth as a a whole, complete, worthy, inherently good being. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have characteristics. We have traits. We believe that we are children of God. So we have all these wonderful things inside of us. And then we come to earth and we grow and we learn. And then we start to see how the, the earth kind of has these boxes, right? Like we don't know how they get there or why they're there. And it could be culture or media. It could be self-imposed, whatever the situation, there are these boxes, And somehow we delineate from who we were when we came to this earth, that perfect, whole, complete, wonderful being. And we start to try to put ourselves in these boxes because it's who we perceive we should be or who other people have told us we should be. And we start to move further away from who we are and who we have always been in an effort to like put ourselves in these boxes. And that works for a little while. But then guess what happens? What happens? We realize those boxes are jail. Okay, what are, give me examples of boxes real quick. Okay, so... Boxes are like labels? Mother, labels, motherhood, okay. okay? So you get this idea conjured in your head, maybe from how your mother was or wasn't, from images of mothers we see on media, how we perceive people around us are mothering. And so we build this box in our head of what is a good mother. Okay. Okay? Yep. And we try to shove ourselves in that box. Mm-hmm. And we continue to try to shove ourselves in that box. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't realize that that box that we're putting ourselves in is a jail. It's taking us away from who we are and trying to create something that we're totally not. And that's when we have that feeling of everything's okay. I have no right to be upset or feel unsettled in my life. And yet I feel incomplete Hmm. because we have moved away. We are denying the person that we have always been all along. Those wonderful, good, unique things about us in an effort to fit ourselves into boxes. Boxes suck, you guys. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think of boxes as labels, and they're kind of synonymous in the way that you're describing it. And I think the older I get, the more I feel that the they just don't they don't help with anything. Labeling myself as anything or labeling other people as anything just truly doesn't help me. Doesn't help others. So fitting myself into a box. Just because, because the boxes, what, the expectations, mm-hmm. the, the, the whatever we've conjured up in our head is the ideal version of ourselves, it's a myth. Mm-hmm. And here's where it gets really concerning for me 
is sometimes people assign, they, they forget who is building those boxes and they might blame God and they might be like, well, in order to be a good girl or the right kind of person, I have to be in this box because this is the box that God has created. And let me tell you, I'm just going to say it straight. God does not build those boxes. Satan builds those boxes. Okay. That whole box building, that whole living in this very like delineated way, that is not from God. That is not good. It's not right. It's not truth. It's total deception. It's total Satan. It's total darkness. And what we need to understand is God is the one who holds the keys to get us out of those boxes. Okay. That is who we need to return to. That is returning to ourselves and the pieces of godliness inside of us is where we find release from those boxes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. I went off on a bit of a tangent about the boxes. Sometimes you just got to call it out. But seriously. And, and understand the role of opposition in the way we think of ourselves. And that's what you did. So I'm glad you went there. So this is another thing that I see a lot is people will say, well, I feel like I should do this, but I'm not sure if it's me or I'm not sure if it's God. Like we talk a lot about impressions or having intuition and we feel intuition. And I I can ask these people, do you trust God? Like, do you trust that intuition? And usually the, yes, of course I trust the intuition. And where the problem comes in is that they might trust God, the universe, light, intuition, whatever you want to call it. But where they have problems is that they don't trust themselves to identify that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense what I'm it saying? It does to me. So you can trust God and not trust yourself. Mm-hmm. So that would be like if you're having an impression, intuition, whatever, feeling God, feeling the spirit, having prompting, whatever you want to call it, and not recognizing that that is what it is because you have a narrative in your head of like, oh, is that really it? I don't, mm, I don't that's probably just for me. That's probably just for me and not actually what I should do. I think it's really common to doubt. And so the problem yeah. really lies there is that we don't trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. This is why clarity is so important because I think the work of trusting ourselves is like the work of this lifetime. Mm. It's not so much about learning to trust God because I think we're actually way further along in that work than we like give ourselves credit for. Mm-hmm. It's that we don't trust ourselves enough to identify when we see God in our lives, Mm. when we see impressions, counsel, direction, when we are allowing, we talk about availability. When we allow God the availability, we still have to trust ourselves because we can be available all day long and be receiving all kinds of wonderful guidance and affirmation and all this stuff. But if we won't receive it, Mm -hmm. what's it for? And we have to trust ourselves. I've gotten a little better about that um, recently and just want to share an example. I was, you know, hiking. I got to go there because that's... Hiking is the place. Hiking is where I receive so much. I know you do too. We have that in common. Um, It's not the same for everybody. But for me, a lot of times when I'm hiking and I'm prayerful and I'm very mindful of just being open and receptive... And then I, and then I am, I am, I'm open and I'm receptive and I have these thoughts. I've caught myself being like, yeah, but that's not, that's not the thought that I think he means to give me. (laughs) And then I have to catch myself and go, look, I literally just cracked my heart wide open and said, I'm open, I'm receptive, whatever it is that you have that you need me to feel or hear or learn or understand right now. So why for one second would I doubt what then came to my heart and my mind within five minutes or 40 minutes or whatever. Like, why would I question that? 
And I've really had to train myself to be like, hello, you asked, you asked and you believe in him and you believe him. So if he's giving So the question is, do you believe in yourself? What? I am getting to a much better place in believing myself, but the questions should be asked of all of us. I always have work to do. We always, all of us have work to do with that, but that's the thing. That's, that's the challenge is learning to trust yourself. And that's why I gave that example I love that of trusting example. myself in that, you know, in that scenario when I literally asked and I trust him, like, of course. So the thought and impression I just had, of course it is from him. So trust myself and knowing that that's exactly how this works. So there's an amazing quote from an amazing man named Lorenzo Snow, and I'm just going to go there. And so if you do not have a religious um, affiliation, you can put this into terms of however you view like truth in the universe. For me, that is very clearly a loving Heavenly Father. But I wanted to share this quote, and he says, We are born in the image of God our Father. He begot us like unto himself. There is the nature of deity in the composition of our spiritual organization. So what that means to me is that we have literal spiritual DNA. So when we're talking about God, um, there are literal pieces of divinity of that very same deity inside of us. And I think that is the piece for us that is really hard to trust. And I think if I was someone who was, if I was opposition, if I was wearing that hat, I know that I wouldn't get people to deny eternal truth or deny God because obviously like God's awesome. But what I would do is I would make them doubt the pieces of that, that live inside themselves Mm. and that connection between the pieces of that inside of ourselves and God or truth or the universe or whatever, however you relate that concept the delineation of that is where we get into some serious mm-hmm. trouble. And where I say like, not like catastrophic trouble, like you're ruining your life. I'm talking about general discontent mm. because if I were Satan, if I was the opposition, I would know that I'm not going to get me to go murder someone or start doing drugs. Like that is not the next step for me, but can he keep me in a place of complacent discontent? Yeah. He totally could. I'm totally susceptible to that mm. because that is like the adjacent possible of opposition for me. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be in a place of complacent discontent. We were created for way more than that. Okay, so I have four, I'm going to call them considerations of things that I want us to consider when we are thinking about clarity or how to become very clear and focused on who we are. Um, and then I'm going to give you some additional tools. Because this work is kind of our jam. Love it. It's kind of our fave. Okay. So the first thing is, it's an exercise we actually bring up in the audio course. You heard us mention before. We mentioned, but we didn't tell them. I just got to go here because we do have lots of new listeners. So if you're not even sure what the context is of the course, classroom.beckyhiggins.com. It's an audio course that Becky and I created together. So there's just a little point of reference as she continues Mm-hmm. talking about it. Exactly. And I'm, I'm not going to do a super deep dive into this. And if you're interested in this concept, go to the course because we do a super, super deep dive, very meaningful activity surrounding this. And what I call it is your fearless childhood self. And where this exercise kind of came up is there was a time and you probably either know someone or can relate yourself in young motherhood where I remember feeling that very weird discontent. 
Like nothing was really wrong. Everything was okay. And I felt guilty for having discontent because I also recognized that my life was pretty good. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I didn't know it was wrong. And so I tried to like look for information as I do like what's wrong. And one phrase that I kept seeing in a lot of different places was losing yourself in motherhood. And it was a very popular like self-help catchphrase, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, that was like the closest thing to what I felt. So I kind of latched onto that. And I was like, I'm losing myself in motherhood. Like I have totally lost myself in motherhood. And th and this became the narrative in my head. Yeah, you started identifying with it. I started identifying with it. And I started to actually feel like, this was the cost of motherhood. Mm. Like you lose yourself in motherhood and that's a noble and, and a, you know, like a commendable thing. Okay. Then I went and I visited, I visited my parents' house and I was looking through like a box of little keepsakes my mom had and I was pulling out like the little awards and like the awards you get in like pre-K and kindergarten and like student of the month and like those, those little like meaningless awards. And all of them said like one was the sunshine award and one was the optimist award and one was like the helper award. And I started as I looked through the stuff to see a theme from my younger, way younger years. And it was all about like this very cheerful, hopeful, like di disposition that I had. Okay. And I started to, to really ponder that. And I thought, man, this seems really consistent. Like all these things are pointing kind of to the same thing. And I don't feel like I have that right now. So like what happened? Like what, where did I go wrong here? And I started to think about experiences in my childhood where I felt hopeful, where I felt free, where I felt completely happy. And really I was identifying that as feeling completely like myself, mm -hmm. completely present in myself. And I started to think back to a moment that I can identify really feeling that way. And it was, it was this time in my front yard and we had this tree out there, which probably is five feet tall, but to me it was like 50 feet tall, right? And I was wearing my favorite dress and I had a necklace on and I felt so good about myself. And I, ha I had a Band-Aid on my knee because I had fallen and I felt proud of that because I was so tough. <laughs> And You're I was climbing up to like the 50th story of this yeah. five foot tree. And I called my mom out and I was like, mom, look what I did. Look what I did. And there was no self-doubt. There was no like fear of falling. There was nothing but like, oh, this is amazing. And that is my fearless childhood self. And so in the course, we dig really, really deep into this. But remembering who your fearless childhood self is was still is who you have always been is a really great way to get grounded with who you actually are mm -hmm. and I know like sometimes the first time people hear that they're like that sounds so weird do it do it yeah I I'm here to testify <laughs> because you know even Becky sharing that with me at first I'm like that's so interesting that's so intriguing I hadn't thought of it that way and then when I actually did the work because you better believe Becky and I both did all the work and all that, the work like, we we didn't just like create content per se we we co-created and so we both did the work for what we were both coming up with mm -hmm. and what we were curating together and separately so that we could actually experience this. And I'm telling you, when I, when I did that and I dug deep, I was like, holy cow. Oh 
Wow. Okay. It's eye-opening. It's very eye-opening. And then it was like eye-opening times 10 when you on a personal level coached me even deeper, which is something I hope that you're going to talk more about. We'll talk about that a little later. But that's, but but this, this is a clarifying exercise for sure. And in the course, you really are walked through kind of what that looks like, Mm -hmm. but I'm so glad you're planting the seed on that because it is very clarifying. And for me, sometimes we have to trick our brains because if you sit down and you're like, okay, who am I? Mm -hmm. Your brain is never going to produce an answer. Like that is a far too vast question. Like you need direction and you need structure to help your brain to kind of extrapolate the things that are helpful for you. So what do we learn from our fearless childhood self? Well, for me, um, in the same time in young motherhood, I remember my husband kind of like being at odds. Like he was just like, ah, I know you're not happy. I don't know how to help you. Do you need time away? Like, do you want to, like if I had to go on a girl's night or he was like, oh yeah, you go, you go do whatever. And he would have given me whatever I wanted. Now here was the problem. I would totally go to girls' nights or go do things, whatever, but it was never rejuvenating. Yeah. It was an escape. It was a distraction and certainly it was fun, but it didn't help me to come home and feel more contentness in my life. Like your cup wasn't any more full than it when you It wasn't. Left. Yeah. Although it was fun and I had time away. Totally. When I stepped back, I was the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I hear you. And the problem is, is he would have said, I could have said anything to him. I could have said, I need to go to Africa and go uncover dinosaur bones. And he would have been <laughs> like, okay, we'll make it happen. Like whatever you need. But the problem was, Beck, I had no idea what I wanted. I had no idea what made me me or made me feel rejuvenated, what made me feel like myself. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And I think this is the place that people get stuck in like perpetually for years or an entire lifetime. And they start grasping at straws. They think, well, if I have a brand, if I have a business, if I have a relationship, if I weigh less, if I weigh less, if I look different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm, if I can lift more at the gym, if whatever you live in a different is, neighborhood, if my house is perfect, yep. if my house is clean, whatever, if I have perfect children, that's mm, another that's big, a big one. one. But these are not things that help us return to ourselves. And what these are. And, and the problem is these are all good things, but when, but when we put them through this lens, they become buffering behaviors and honestly kind of run the same vein as addiction. And any of these behaviors mm. can become very addictive and very buffering if we're not careful. Mm. So when we think about our first childhood self and we think about like little five-year-old Becky in a tree, like what do I learn about myself from that memory, from that experience, from that feeling? Well, I know that I really love the feeling of being strong. I love remembering my strength because I had that Band-Aid and that's very important to the memory. And I know like that strength piece in me is really crucial to me feeling totally free and like myself. Um, Kind of the adventuring of like going beyond what I thought was capable. Also clearly very much a part of it. Connecting and including my mom in that experience. Um, being able to be fully present in what I'm doing at the moment. These are all things that I can gain from that experience that I can then articulate and say, well, these couple of things are really important to me. And so how are these things showing up in my life right now? Or how can I cultivate more of these things in my life? So can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why, why do you think it's important to pull in something from so long ago? Because most people listening are adults and 
why, what do you think is the value in going back to childhood when really I've evolved so much, I've changed so much, I am who I am now, why mm-hmm. pull that past back into my present? Because I don't think that evolution, and we talk about like becoming who we're meant to be, I think the work of becoming is more about remembering and returning to who we've always been, to mm-hmm. who we truly, truly are, to those inherently good, true strong principles inside of us, that is where we feel alignment. It's never that you're becoming someone totally different. It's that you're becoming more yourself. Or uncovering what's always been there. Exactly. Yeah. What's always been there. So it's not, and, and this is where we need to have kind of the shift in mindset, that it's not about becoming or gaining skills so you can become different. Whatever that fearless childhood moment is, no matter how long you have to search for it, who you were in that moment is who you are and you're inherently good. So returning to that will never be a bad thing. So being more aware of our core is important because that's, it's almost like that's what centers and grounds us to be able to progress with any further work. Absolutely. Because if you're not bringing yourself to your motherhood, yourself to your work, yourself to your marriage, you will not feel aligned. You will not feel peace and you will not feel fulfilled until you are present in it. Is it your belief then that if I can get more clear about my core and who I really am, that I actually can show up as a way better version of myself in my relationships and in my work and in my You're able to show up as yourself. But what if I free from uh-huh. all the things, all the input, all the expectations, self-imposed or otherwise free from self-doubt, free from you are free, mm-hmm. keyword being free to show up as yourself. And if your belief is that the world needs your very specific kind of awesomeness, this is what we need to do. This literally is the path to get there. I'm convinced. Okay. Mm. Becky, I have a question for you yeah. because I can I can probably feel some hesitation to this, this notion about fearless childhood self. If you had one, I'm a believer, not from you, not from me, but I just want to answer the question for like the doubting listener for sure, which please, by all means question, doubt, explore, like literally if you're doing that good for you, because that is exactly what you should be doing as a mother Beck. Yeah. You have three kids. Yep. What is your greatest desire? I mean, greatest desire above all else for your children. Above every, everything else. Cause I want so much for them. I know. I, the list could be like the five list miles is like long. like a really, really long one, but at the core, especially in the last couple of years, uh, maybe longer, three, four, maybe even five years, I've become so much more aware that if they can just understand truly who they actually are and their inherent value, that literally affects everything else in their life. So in one word, identity, understanding their identity. If my kids can know their identity and from where they come and who, who they are, whose they are, Mm -hmm. then I can worry a whole lot less. I 1000% (laughs) I can sleep a whole lot better because I think every other thing that we want for them stems from that very important piece Mm -hmm. of identity. And I say that most people, if your parents listening would agree with exactly what you're saying, Mm. right? If we want that so bad for our children, why would we not want that for ourselves? Right. To really dive in and not just surface level understand our identity, but really dig into under, not only understand, 
but love, to love who we are, to be confident in who we were created to be. That is what we're all searching for. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it wears a hat of looking like something else, but at the core of human needs, we all just want to feel confident and love who we are. I don't know if everybody knows that that's what they want. Well, I'm telling you, it's what you want. Okay. <laughs> if you dig deep, you know? if you go beneath the layers and mm-hmm. you can, like I said, you can dress it up like many things, but I'm telling you at the core, that's what we all want because can I just go out and go on a limb here and say, I think that's God's highest desire for us is to know and love who we are. Mm. What more could a parent want for a child yeah. but that? Yeah. Because that is the foundation of clarity that you can build incredible things on top of. Oh, yeah. Incredible and lasting things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the second area of consideration is I want you to think about what is your definition of success? Because as I mentioned before, sometimes when we are not feeling that complete confidence and love of who we are, we are looking for external validation to convince us that we are worthy and loved and confident in who we are. So what is your definition of success? Becky Higgins. You're asking me. I'm asking you. Well, I want the listener to chime in with their answer. Darn it. <laughs> if only we had a call-in system. Um, you know, that's a, it's such a high level question. So I almost wish you broke it down and asked me what's your, what's your definition of success within your family life? What's your definition of success within your marriage? What's your definite, you know what I mean? Let's but, just take it down to, let's take it to business. Okay. Let's bring a little business oh, in. So I, I wasn't going to ask you to go specific. I was just expressing that would be easier. So, okay, you're gonna so go let there? me, let me explain. I'm going to go there. Okay. Let me explain my journey with business. Okay. okay? So during this time where I was like, there's something more, there's something more. I'm like, duh, I need a business. Okay. Okay. So I started this little dressmaking company called Lulubug Designs and I would like hand sew girls dresses. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was so fun and successful. And then it wasn't fun anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I realized making dresses while cool and fun and awesome literally didn't fulfill me. Hmm. It was fun. It was a distraction. Sure. I made some money but it did nothing for me. Mm. Okay. Okay. So then I moved on to t-shirts. Yep. So I'm like, and, and here's the thing I was getting closer, right? We started out with dresses. We moved on to t-shirts and it was those t-shirts that had like really fun words on them. Mm -hmm. So I was starting to know myself better. Like that words were my jam. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I started to make t-shirts and that was even more successful. Mm -hmm. And I was like, loving that until guess what? What? Did you just stop loving it? Then I didn't love it anymore. Oh, Why? Because it was cool. Yeah. But it didn't actually fulfill me. Right. So then I moved on and I was like, you know, I'm just going to take a break and figure this out. And then I was asked to be PTO president. So I felt totally flattered and like, <laughs> oh my gosh, they want me. <laughs> so I became PTO president and I put all my effort into becoming the best PTO president the world has ever seen. And you really were. And I'll be honest, I was pretty dang good at it. We made a lot of money. We had all the quantifiable data to support like how amazing like the the PTO board was. Okay. And I loved it. Uh-huh. And I felt a little bit more like myself because mm-hmm. now I was in a leadership role that you know, cultivating and, and kind of adventuring, like working beyond what I thought was possible. And so I was finding pieces of myself. Mm. But two years into that, I was like, nah, I'm not totally fulfilled by this anymore. Still not fulfilled. Dang it. And here's the problem. 
because I was using all of these things to try to find myself. Hmm. I was looking, I was doing these really great jobs, hoping that it would fulfill me or hoping that it would make me feel a certain way about myself. And while, like I said, the action was better than inaction because I did find pieces like clues of what actually sets totally. my soul on fire. Yeah. It was really still just a way to distract myself from the fact that I was still feeling discontent. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing a business, whatever your endeavors are right now, like Mm -hmm. what is your goal of success? So now are you Let's go business back. What is your goal of success as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, and as a creator? That's too loaded of a question. It's really not. You're making it complicated. I am making it complicated because I want to take it in about seven different angles. Um, What is it back? Okay. For me, I want, okay, sorry. I Go it, go there. I just, if I feel closer to my purpose by understanding my identity that much more clearer, that Mm -hmm. feels successful to me. That's probably not the answer you're looking for. No, that's perfect. But like that's, that's on track of what I really feel. And that's not the same answer I would have given 10 years ago. But if I feel aligned with what I feel called to do mm-hmm. and that I'm serving in a way that brings help to people and also serves myself and my family and the world goes around and around mm-hmm. and I sleep well at night knowing that that alignment is there mm-hmm. and that I feel more closely to my who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing, then that feels successful to me. Okay. But what if like nobody comes? What if nobody listens? Doesn't matter. What if the, the analytics of the business are like not what you want them to be? What then? Then I would ask questions. I wonder why this isn't working. I wonder why that's not working, but man, I really feel so strongly that I'm supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. Then I would just do the thing. Okay. Because it doesn't have to make a dime for me to feel fulfilled and successful. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. okay. So we've gotten to the heart of you as a business person then. Okay. In your business, in your current business, I'm not saying money or analytics aren't important. In fact, between the two of us, like I'm the analytics junkie. I love analytics. She does. However, if you're looking at what the core purpose of you being in business mm-hmm. is and you have identified that piece as it brings you closer to who you really are and helps you feel true to your identity and the gifts you have, Mm -hmm. that is going to govern your choices moving forward. Oh, yeah. Because here's what happens. We get in business and we have maybe a little bit of success, a little bit of visibility, and then all these opportunities come open to us. Yep, yep, And the ones that seem like the best ones, like this will skyrocket you. This will get you everywhere. This will, Mm -hmm. that might be the right thing. But there's a very real possibility that it might not because you need the clarity to know what are, why are you doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. What is the point? And then you can run every opportunity or situation or growth or different strategy you want to take through that. Is this bringing me in closer alignment with my identity? Is this bringing me closer to who I am mm-hmm. or does it not? Can I give a small example? Yes, Because I got, I got really clear about that several years ago without being able to articulate it the way that you are, because that wasn't, I wasn't able to articulate it at the time, but several years ago I was being highly pressured by, um, multiple sources to innovate, 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 and basically follow trends, trends that had already existed. And I felt madly frustrated because 
I didn't understand why people had an expectation that what I was going to produce was going to be the shiny new thing that made them a dollar mm-hmm. or lots of dollars. But you see what I mean? And I didn't understand until later that the frustration was because my identity was being questioned. Because in my identity, I feel like I, I'm being guided and led and inspired in the space of guiding people and leading people and documenting. And so when that's being questioned or threatened or um, people are doubting me, then it puts my identity on the block like, wait, am I, is this what, like, is this my identity is just tied to whatever you think I'm going to keep innovating? Am I making any sense? You're totally making sense. And so I realized after the fact, this is the best way to summarize it, I think, is that when I understood what success felt like to me and how success had nothing to do with money and, um, or visibility or number of followers or all those things that are quantifiable, then I was like, well, no wonder I was so frustrated because that was so misaligned for me to even think that that was my job. Mm -hmm. It's not my job. Because having that firm sense on your identity, like I think you mentioned this before when I asked you the previous question, brings you peace. You lay your head on the pillow at night knowing like mm-hmm. you are present with yourself and you are completely guided and understanding who you are and very much content with that. So I want you to imagine, Beck, during that time, what if you had taken some of those paths and opportunities people wanted to and say like, Becky is now the new Martha Stewart. Right. What then? How do you imagine you would be feeling right now? I can picture it. I can literally picture that I am miserable. When you lay your head on the pillow at night, what is the feeling? Discomfort and Maybe desperation? Yeah. Frantic? Well, and what have I done? I would probably feel like, what have I done? What is all this for? None of this matters. That's Mm -hmm. what I would feel. I would feel like I sold my soul. Because here's the thing, guys. You can have, quote, success in any area of your life, the biggest house, a business that is international and visible and all these things. And by the way, none of those things are bad. None of those things are bad. Great things. But if it is not built on a foundation of clarity, of self-understanding, acceptance, love, and deep, deep self-trust, it will bring you nothing but misery. Mm Mm-hmm. It might not happen today or tomorrow. And you might even fool yourself for a minute to think that the input you're receiving about what you're creating or doing is amazing. But when you lay your head down on the pillow at night, you are going to have discontent. You are not going to have peace. Right. And like you said, what is all of it for if you don't have peace? Right. If you don't have contentment and peace, none of it matters. And can I be clear to say that I understand what that feels like? It's not like, oh, I figured this out years ago and then it's just been my guiding force and I've never faltered in that. False. That's exactly why I had an anxiety attack last spring. That's exactly why. Because I was so wrapped up in the stuff that didn't matter that I thought was going to be the successful thing to do that I did sell my soul. I did get lost. I got so lost. I got Mm -hmm. so confused. It's uncomfortable and not in a good way. Yeah. So I, I just, I just want to say like, sometimes you do have to go through the muck to figure out that that's not what you want. That's not going to drive you closer to your purpose. Absolutely. It's not. Okay. Are you ready for I'm consideration so three? Okay. You're going to really love this one. Okay. It's articulation. 
Okay. Bingo. So often we don't open our mouths because we're afraid that what is going to come out of our mouths is going to sound stupid or Mm -hmm. wrong, or we're not going to be able to get our thoughts out, or we're not going to be able to say what's actually in our heart. And let me tell you, articulation is a practice. It's not, I mean, I do think some people have an articulation gift where they're just really super good with connecting feelings with words. I agree. But for most people, how you articulate your feelings is you start talking, Mm -hmm. right? And it might be to a trusted friend, or it might be to yourself. Right. Have you ever had that experience where you're talking to a friend and maybe you're even talking to them about something they're going through or something you're going through and you start to say things and as you say it, you're like, that is exactly how I feel. But had you not have started to speak and try to figure out the words, you never would have known. Absolutely. Right? Oh, yeah. So the practice of articulation literally is so key to us getting to know ourselves and returning to ourselves. Because honestly, how in the world can you expect to connect with anyone else or have anyone else know you if you can't articulate who you are for yourself? Yeah, even if no one else hears it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if no one else hears it. Because also too, and Becky and I are super learning about this right now, but there is an energetic presence when you have that contentment, the confidence, the clarity that provides a way for people to connect with you, it literally draws people to you. So if you're seeking for more connection in your life, clarity, because the energy you are going to put off is going to literally attract your people to you. I totally agree with that so deeply. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about articulating, I'm serious. Talk to yourself. When mm-hmm. you're driving in the car, talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Talk out loud. Prayer is a really good one for me. And oftentimes when I'm praying or talking to God, I do talk out loud Mm -hmm. because I need to hear my words. I need to be speaking them so I can understand what's true. Mm -hmm. Um, Writing. Sweet mother writing. If you're afraid (laughs) of sounding dumb, well, A, get over that. But B, write. Just pick up a pen and paper, open up your computer, type right? Just start brain dumping. Mm -hmm. We have an awesome episode about what's called weeding the garden. And you can go back and listen to that, but talks about this brain dumping activity, brain dump, just start writing, start doing it. Attempt to articulate your thoughts. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a tool for articulation when I give you the tool section. Okay. But you cannot underestimate the value of articulation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and like Becky said, you guys, it really is a muscle that you have to exercise and stretch and strengthen and break it down and let it strengthen again. And, and what I'm saying doesn't mean hours a day that you're spending writing. It just means do it. It means actually do it. I hear from a lot of people of all the things that keep them from documenting. And one of the things that comes up quite often is, but I'm just not a good writer. So, yeah. and, and I keep thinking, well, but do you write? Exactly. Just, just start writing. Mm-hmm. It, it, just, just put thoughts down. Don't worry about full sentences or spelling or just put thoughts out there. Like literally act as if your best friend is sitting in the room with you and you've just got this thing you've got to get off your chest. Just say it out loud. And those actual words that you just said to your, you know, imagining that your friend is there. Those are the words. Use speech to text. Yeah. Just write them down. I want speech you to, to imagine. Yeah. And in this example, I don't know where it's from, but it was in a book I read or something, but when children are learning to walk, what do we do? Oh, 
good You're job. You're amazing. Great job. When they fall down, it's okay. Get up. Try good again. Job, Do it again. This is articulation, okay? You would never tell a baby who can't walk, "You're just not a walker." Yeah. Go go sit your butt in that little <laughs> in your jumper room, okay? Cuz you are not made for walking. No. No, we would never do that. We allow them to try and to reach and to try again and again and again and we encourage them, right? Yeah. One way if you want to start articulating, this is going to be mind-blowing. So I really want you to buckle up and prepare yourself. Okay. If you want to practice being articulate, okay, here we go. Okay. When someone asks you a question, yeah, or you're in a conversation, I want you to answer them without going over your answer in your head. I want you to just allow yourself to speak. I know. Mind-blowing, right? Well, it is because... Because how often does someone ask us a question and we like quickly have that second of like, let me curate my thoughts, let me get... I want to sound good. I do it all the time. What if you just communicated openly and honestly? And even if you said something and you're like, eh, that's not quite true or that sounded weird, you could say something like, yeah, I just... I'm not sure that that's even right. I'm kind of just like verbally processing mm. here, but mm. maybe that's it. You know what? What if we just honestly communicated? You know <sighs> what? Okay. So I just had an opportunity to be on Richie Norton's podcast. It's very much... Um, I love his podcast. Richie's is podcast. so good, you guys. And he's so phenomenal. And he focuses on business and entrepreneurship and things like that, mm-hmm. owning your life, that kind of thing. And Richie asks amazing questions and I didn't see half of them I didn't see coming of course he wanted me to like review the path of business and where I've been and how things worked and whatever Mm -hmm. but he threw me a couple curveballs that I was not expecting and instead what you're talking about is what happened I literally was like well I'm processing this as I'm speaking and this is what I think and I figured some things out as I was talking Amazing. And he knows it. And as a listener of that episode, which we'll link in the show notes, you'll know it. You'll be like, oh, she didn't even know that before. Mm-hmm. And then she said it. <gasps> magic. Now here's even the more magic is when I as a listener or I as a friend hear you being safe and honest in your verbal processing, guess what happens? I know what happens. I feel safe to verbally process and not sound like I have everything figured out. Exactly. I make it a safe place for articulation all around. Yep. You guys, guys. articulate, articulate, articulate. You cannot expect anyone else to be able to connect with you if you cannot articulate your needs and your thoughts. Mm -hmm. True connection is born from true honesty, from open and honest communication. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. Seriously. So our fourth consideration is emotional self-reliance. To me, this is the lesson the world is learning in 2020. <laughs> we are learning how to be self-reliant. In all right? the ways. And yeah. I'm sure it's not over. I'm sure like the sky is going to turn purple oh, and aliens are <laughs> going to drop down next week. Okay, there's, there's more coming. So rather than focusing on the crap that is 2020, what if we focused on this opportunity to become more self-reliant, to become more emotionally self-reliant, to take the garbage we've been handed and take the lessons from it so that it does become meaningful and not just the year no one could go to Disneyland. Okay? <laughs> so if we keep looking, so sometimes I think we get in this pattern with our spouse, with our children. It's really unhealthy when we do it with our children, with our friends, with our work, where we are looking for that external thing to bring meaning to our lives. Social media. Social media, good Hello. one. 
where we're looking for those things to bring meaning to our life. Yeah. We're, we're looking for, we want to feel good about ourselves. And so my good marriage or my spouse makes me feel good about myself. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Guys, guys, it is no one's job to make you feel good about yourself. It is no one's job to teach you who you are. That is your job. And to put that responsibility on a loved one is not good. It's not a nice gift you give them. It's not fair and it's not healthy. And it's not possible also. Yeah. So so there's that. So there's also that. (laughs) You love these people. You love your friends. You love maybe even your business. Why would you want to put something so heavy and so impossible of a task on them as providing you with self-worth? That's an awful thing to do to someone. And it's an awful thing to do to yourself. So we need to stop looking for validation outside of ourselves. Who doesn't love a good gold star validation? You sure do. (laughs) I love me some gold stars. In fact, when Becky's going to give me a compliment, she now identifies it and she says, I have a gold star for you. (laughs) Yeah. Or you know that what I just said is totally a gold star, That is a gold star moment. That's her love language. Like she loves the gold stars. I love gold stars. For sure. The difference is, is I cannot be reliant on the gold stars. Yeah. Okay. You can enjoy lovely input from other people that makes you feel great, but you cannot be reliant and that cannot craft your self-worth because it just won't work. Yeah. That won't work. Getting so clear on who you are provides you the framework you need to develop emotional self-reliance. Beck, what does emotional self-reliance mean to you? It means I depend on nothing outside of myself to be able to manage my feelings. And so what happens when crap hits the fan, which it always does? Oh, crap hits the fan all the time. And I feel steady and firm. That doesn't mean that I don't have hard days or emotional days. And it doesn't mean it doesn't suck. No, exactly. It doesn't take away the scenario or the circumstance that is actually really awful. And in some cases devastating or whatever, but emotional self-reliance to me is being firm and knowing, going back to identity that I'm okay no matter what. Like I'm okay. This is hard or this sucks or whatever, but this is... This doesn't define me. Yeah. It's being able to bring yourself to your grief, being able to bring yourself to your pain, to the circumstances we can't control, which sadly, maybe not sadly, we can't control circumstances. We can almost never control them. So we need to learn to focus on the one thing we can control, Mm -hmm. which is how we feel about ourselves, which is our self-reliance, which is our clarity. It is our foundation we're building for ourselves so that we can exist in any of those situations and know that it's okay. And not just know that it's okay, but really thrive. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the goal. I think that would be the goal is we can get through those things, but also how amazing would it be to be in the thick of a, a deep challenge and be like, okay, like I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We're good. We're and good. being able to say I'm in pain Yep. and this pain feels awful Yep. and I know it's not, doesn't define me and it's not going to kill me and that I'm able to sit here mm-hmm. in this pain, yep. in this chaos, here we are in this disappointment, mm-hmm. in this failure, whatever it is, and not lose my sense of self and not lose my identity to that external thing that's happening to yeah. us. Yep. Guys, emotional self-reliance all day long. We need it. Everybody needs it right now. We can't survive without it because everything's such a mess. And I, not everything, but yeah, everything. Yes. (laughs) Like so much of our world. And I don't mean just in a global sense. I mean, our existence, so much of a, of what's happening even in our closest quarters is just hard. 
So if we're not, if we're not emotionally self-reliant, we are going to feel crushed all the time, confused, devastated. And going back to what you said, my greatest desire for my children is to have exactly what I'm talking about. I want them to be so true to themselves, so confident in who they are and be so emotionally self-reliant that they are able to be a beacon for other people, that they are able to be a safe place, that they're able to hold space for the world that is losing its dang mind right now. (laughs) That is my greatest hope for my children. And the greatest way for my children to develop that, literally the only way for them to develop that is if I model that. Mm. Not if I teach that. Teaching is fine. But modeling is how people learn, right? If I model that for my children, if I don't just tell them what that looks like and how to get there, but I show them what that looks like, it will become part of who they are. For heaven's sakes, the world needs us to stand up as emotionally self-reliant individuals. Like our very culture and humanity depends on it. And I know that sounds dramatic. Folks, this is true. Like this is truth that I'm speaking right now. Okay, so those are our four considerations I want you to think about with clarity. Are you ready for some tools? I'm excited. This is the perfect way to round it out because yeah. I know that a you lot of our listeners need are feeling inspired. Oh yeah, we've got to take action with this. Yeah, now. and sometimes when you hear, what, what I don't ever want for you podcast listeners to feel is to feel inspired and not have any idea what to do with it. Right, right. Right? So we try to give you all the tools and little things you can do to implement your inspiration. Mm-hmm. Inspiration turned into action is where magic happens. That's right. Okay, so the first tool I want to tell you about is my modern story. And what this is, is Becky has created a separate Instagram account. And literally this is like free. This is like a public service to the world. And she was feeling so impressed about the power of articulation and, and documenting that she wanted to create a no barrier approach to it. And so if you head over to MMS, as we like to call it, head over to on Instagram, my modern story, um, there actually is, um, prompts that go up every week and there also is contributors so you're not just hearing becky give you prompts and these prompts are very thought-provoking they're very you-centered they're very um exploratory and so if you are looking to kind of um cultivate better articulation in your life head over to my modern story because it's going to give you bite-sized chunks of things to really dive into and easy no barrier ways for you to just start getting to know yourself. Thank you for pointing them to my modern story. And really when you, when you follow that account, you're coming in on an ongoing conversation. So, so while you are seeing prompts and then you're also seeing like problems and solutions and you're seeing kind of documenting inspiration, every single post is documenting. Just remember that if you're like, but wait, where are we, where am I starting with all of this? The free mini course that is in connection with that Instagram account is called My Modern Story, and you can find it the same place you can find our audio course. It's mm-hmm. at classroom.beckyhiggins.com. It is F-R-E-E. Free. Free. It no is barriers. Free. Zero barriers, zero reasons to not just grab your seat. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Just just do it. And it takes, like, less than an hour and a half to go through all five modules at your own pace. And it is going to give you a jumping off point yeah. with a little bit of structure because that's the thing. I'll get to this point later, actually. I'm going to delay this point because it's very important and I want everyone to hear it. But in, I know it's a good one. I like it. Okay. Okay. So with MMS, the other thing I wanted to point out is I love, Becky has reached out to tons of people, every walks of life, every color, nationality, race, gender, everything. Age. Everything. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she is asking people to contribute. So there are voices 
all kinds of voices doing articulating. And where I think that is so helpful is it is like the best kind of peer modeling. Mm. And so you're able to go and read other people's words and to be able to see if those feel true for you. Mm. And you're going to be hearing all different opinions, perspectives, just every different, you know, area of the globe and walks of life. And I love that because it helps us to understand sometimes to put words to what we are feeling. Well, the variety is so, so special and such an important part of it. But I want to just point out that if it's not already obvious to you, what is uniquely, um, the commonality of all of it, even though everyone's coming from such a different place in the way that they're, you know, making these pages with their stories is they're all documenting. That's the point. The point is that they're all taking these thoughts or insights or story or experiences and they're putting words to it and very simply making pages, one page at a time. Very simple approach and none of them have to have any prior experience. A lot of these people are truly like they've never even like done this before. They're just people. They're just people. Every one of us. Like truly, this this isn't like a community of already documenting documenters. That's not even what it is. It's not a community of influencers either. I think that's important to Nope. This is not like a influencer growth strategy situation. Nope. Not and it's not it's not a community of scrapbookers. It's not a community of stay-at-home moms. It's not a community it is literally everyone. And what Becky mentioned, old, young, um, black, white, male, female, gay, straight, like all everything that you can imagine that's just like a different walk of life, a different vantage point is covered. Mm-hmm. We, we, we want everyone to connect with this because everyone's story really matters. And what matters even more than everyone's story is that they have an opportunity and a privilege to be the author of their own story. Amen and hallelujah. That's what it's about. Okay, which leads me to my next tool, which is the Live the Story You Want to Tell audio course. Yes. Um, like I mentioned before, that Fearless Childhood Self little tidbit you got um, is one small co- small part of a very large, impactful course. I think Live the Story You Want to Tell is getting to know yourself 101, is who am I 101. Ooh, that's a good way to put that. And not only is it audio files so you can take us hiking, riding in the car, hiking as we do, <laughs> driving, uh, driving, whatever laundry, it is. Yep. Um, yep. Each lesson has an accompanying worksheet. So there are prompts. We have beautifully designed, if I do say so, pages where you are given line upon line upon line of what to write about, different prompts, exactly what you need to be digging into. And by the end of this course, you have all these worksheets full of beautiful words and clarity that you have gained for yourself. It's amazing. I love Live the Story You Want to Tell. I'll say it again. If I died tomorrow, I could die happy knowing that my children would have that course to take and know me and know the work that we do and know themselves better. I I know. Like, what's the downside? It is literally the best way for you to, it it is scaffolding for you to understand how to gain clarity in your life. Can I offer a thought? Amen. If you're intrigued as you listen to us talk about that and you're like, that sounds really interesting and you go check it out and you're like, man, it just feels like a big, cause Becky, you even said it's, it's a large course, meaning mm-hmm. we actually encourage you to span it across eight weeks, spread or it out. Or three months or a year. Whatever. It's self-paced. You do, it. do it however you want. Or but do this it is, two or three times. Yeah, that's, that's true too. But what I would encourage you to do is when you go and you, to, um, to the course page in the classroom. Try the free trial. Mm-hmm. We actually offer that where zero, again, zero barrier, zero cost. Like just listen to the whole first module for free. Mm-hmm. 
whenever you want, but sooner rather than later, because you're going to know and feel impressed as to whether or not this is something that resonates with you or maybe not at this time. So if you're curious, but you don't want to fully invest yet, well then there you go. Try it out for free. Try Try the intro out for free. And like Becky said, you can get that at classroom.beggyhiggins.com. You can get it if you sign up for my email subscription on beckyproudfit.com. There's a hundred different ways to get it. The important part is that quite honestly, you get it. Yeah. Try it out. Yep. Okay. The third thing this fourth. is kind of uncomfortable. This is the third tool. Oh. The, so this is kind of uncomfortable for me to talk about. This is me like me having to, to work it? through some of my things <laughs> is this week. I finally officially announced, um, some coaching that I have been doing for months actually <gasps> so already. Excited. Okay. And <laughs> so good. this coaching is kind of an extension of the audio course and oh, so much more. And what it is, is it's one-on-one clarity coaching to get you super focused on who you are, mm-hmm. on what it is you actually want want and steps you can take to actually get the life of your dreams to live the story you want to tell back, 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 back. (laughs) Why are you uncomfortable with this? Because it feels a little self-promotional. I understand. Is that the only reason? Uh, pretty much. Okay. Well, because I love it so much. I know it's very near and dear to your heart and you've actually watched the lives of your already there clients that you've already been Mm -hmm. working with be bettered. And, and it's been the most exciting thing for you to be able to see your purpose come to life and the way that you're guiding people and the things that they're saying to you and the way that they are weeping with you on Mm -hmm. these phone calls. And so when you, when you pour so much of yourself and your love and your care and your attention into something, then I think it's more than just like, uh, I'm uncomfortable with self-promotional things. Cause that's Mm -hmm. something I had to get over a long time. Cause it is awkward promoting yourself. And also when you just pour so much love into it, yeah. it's almost like you're just standing in front of the world naked. Like it is, ah, here this I am. is my offering. <laughs> and you know how so, I know it's the right thing because oh. I did the work to get really, really, really clear. And you know what feeling I have when I lay my head down on the pillow at night, Tell I seriously me. could cry right now. Tell me. I am so deeply fulfilled because mm. I am using every part of who God created me to be because I know what those things are. I know what I'm here to do and I'm doing it. And there is no greater fulfillment or contentment that comes than when all those pieces align and they're aligned for me. Like I am a product of the work that I do because I did the work for myself. Can I say something else? Yeah. You guys, if I may, Becky doesn't know I'm doing this. I, and she, as you know, she's the one that kind of is leading this entire Things, so I don't know all the places that she's going to go with it. But since she brought it up and I'm so excited, you know, I'm her biggest fan. I want to tell you, or I will say, I want to testify <laughs> that for a girl like me who has done a lot of this work myself, and especially as you guys know, with Becky and I doing this podcast work together, we've grown individually as human beings so much from doing this work the last couple of years. I thought I figured out like a lot, a lot, a lot. And I have. And I still have a lot more to learn, but it blew me away when Becky actually was like, okay, like right now in this moment, I'm not your friend, I'm your coach. I mean, you're always my friend, but when we had that opportunity and it kind of presented itself and I just went along with it and I was just vulnerable and, and open and receptive. And you literally coached and extracted things from me that I had never thought about before. 
well, for me, that manifested itself in a lot of tears, <laughs> right? You remember? I do. I yes, was yes, I do. so <laughs> profoundly moved by this, this clarity is the only word I can think to say. I felt a greater sense of clarity and what I'm doing and why, like how I even got to this place and what it means for me moving forward. It's everything. There you go. There's my little testimonial. You're so sweet. It's everything. It has it has made such an impact in my life. And I noticed in my conversations with you how the lives of these others that you've been coaching have been impacted as well. And it all comes back to clarity. It all comes back to clarity because here is the heart. And this was kind of that wrap-up thought I stopped myself from saying before. I'm so glad you're circling back. I do not believe that we were sent to this earth to be dependent on other people, to be dependent on having a life coach for the rest of your life or having to subscribe to a program for the rest of your life. I believe Agree. that the answers to all of our problems, that the answers to all of our questions lie inside of us. I think mm-hmm. we came to this earth with every single thing we needed to fulfill the measure of our creation, to have a peace, a fulfillment, and a happiness that is so aligned and so much deeper than anything we could possibly dream All of that is already inside of us. It's not about us learning and becoming something different. It's about taking the things that are inside of us, realizing that, understanding it, and bringing that to our life. Because I promise you, I promise, promise, promise you, you will have more peace and more fulfillment than you could ever dream. Because you are in alignment with who you are, who you have always been, and who you are created to be. Mm-hmm. My goal as a coach is to give you tools so that you no longer need me as your coach, mm-hmm. so that you are completely self-reliant so and that good. you are the hero of your own story. Tell me right now how to be <laughs> coached by you. Okay. Tell me how to find this opportunity. So right now I'm full. Like I didn't even talk about it and I was full and then I opened up some more spots and was even more full. But here's the thing. You can go to beckyproudfit.com. At the top of my website, there's a link called Clarity Coaching, and that is where you apply for Clarity Coaching. I'm opening spots up as soon as they become available. So if you are interested in this, go fill out the application. There's a little question on there and get in line. There you go. Because I'm scaling up and I'm loving what I'm doing so much that I think I'm going to be opening and expanding more and we'll be able to help and do more people that are waiting. So... If you're As interested, you should head oh, on over there, there. There's some interest. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. And I want to just, um, and, and there was nothing else you were going to share, right? As far as tools, I'm not, there was, th- those are the three tools oh, okay. because I think those are the no barrier tools to get, to, to get you started yep. on your journey to be self-reliant. As we, as we close out here, I want to go full circle to something that Becky mentioned earlier as she kind of rounded out her thoughts with that, um, she, we want you to get to that point of total self-reliance in all the ways, but emotional self-reliance and being able to really feel confident and clear about your go forward is literally life-changing and will bring you to the point, here we go full circle, where you don't have to collect your gurus. Mm-hmm. And there, we should be impacted by other people. We should be influencing each other. We, that, we are here for each other. But at the end of the day, if everything and everyone around you crumbles and falls and, and is susceptible to the woes that are, that are wrapped up in a pretty bow of 2020, mm-hmm. you can stand strong and confident and firm and clear because of your self-reliance. And you don't need to rely on anyone else to help you feel empowered 
And that's amazing. That's amazing. To have that foundation literally unblocks you. We, we don't realize how much we block ourselves from love that is trying to reach us. Going back to that Heidi quote where it says, we can only give love to the extent that we know how to receive. When we unblock ourselves from all the things that are preventing us from receiving inspiration, from receiving love, from opportunities that are waiting and are just waiting for us to be ready Literally anything that you build on top of that firm foundation is going to be strong and steady and so meaningful just for you. That's the goal. That is the goal. Friends, thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye guys. pressure you just sound sweet i'm like guys dude i think i do that no you yes, never do. do that yes i do guys i just need you to be a little quieter okay you want to see me i want to hear you shatter glass <laughs> guys that was a good try it was, was it? so forced you're like guys <laughs> guys can you hear me no nope, that was even sweet that just guys oh. do that <laughs> Try that. Just wanted you to know that we love you. <laughs> oh, Taylor's here. Oh, hi, Taylor. <laughs> Do you need the blanket for no. this one? Would it be helpful? No. Um, what? Why? Are you scared I'm touching stuff? No. I just, you've never recorded without it. I'm just thinking maybe I'll get it. I'm a big girl. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs>